The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Christmas. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, we'll be looking at This is Love and Renewing Our Marital Vows. Amen. Everyone said, This is Love. If you look at what's the most popular scripture in the Bible? The Lord is my shepherd. I lift up my eyes onto the hills. What's the most popular verse in the scripture? Um, John 3.16. That's the most popular verse. So, John 3.16, we start from there. The word of God says that, For God loved the world so much. How much? So much that he gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loves the world so much. So what motivated God was love. What motivated God to give Jesus to us was love. And, and the Lord Jesus himself, speaking in Luke, in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Luke 19, 10, the word of God says, Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to, to do what? To seek and to, to save what was lost. Jesus told us the threefold stories in, in Luke 15. If you, have, if you get home, please read it. I know it's Christmas. In addition to the rice, rice on the, li- on the right, the Bible on the left. Read Luke 15. You see three stories there. The, the first is the story of the lost ship, then the story of the lost coin, then the story of the lost son. And the Lord Jesus was using these three stories to show us his heart. I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is you and I. Now, if something is lost and makes the owner drops everything to look for it, it implies that that thing is valuable. So lost implies value. So which means for God to, 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 to step out of his comfort zone and seek me, that means I am valuable. Praise the name of the Lord. That means you are valuable. Say I'm valuable. We are worth searching and finding. And this is love. That is love right there. You are worth something to God. You are valuable to God. You are worth saving. That is love. Praise the Lord. That is love. And, and, and a poet puts put it this way. Um, some guy that wrote this poem titled Our Greatest Need. And, and the man said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. Praise the name of the Lord. 
If our greatest need had been what? Technology, God would have sent us a what? A scientist. So Facebook is not the answer. BBM is not the answer. iPhone is not the answer. Neither is it the iPad. If our greatest need had been money, the poet said, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. And God sent us a savior. Hallelujah. Our greatest need was forgiveness and God sent us a savior. And the point is this. If we hadn't needed a savior, God wouldn't have wasted his time to send us one. So stop trying to save yourself. Some of us think, oh, if I just keep out of the Ten Commandments, I keep eight now, I try. Eight over ten is uh, A. And some of us, we try so hard to save ourselves. You need to stop trying to save yourself. Jesus came to save you and I. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, but until you see yourself as a sinner, you won't see your need for a savior. Until you see yourself as a sinner, as long as you keep making excuses for yourself that this thing happened in my, in my lineage, I'm even I'm better off than, than some people in my family. They have 10 girlfriends. I have only two. I'm better off. As long as you keep excusing the sin, you will not see the need for a savior. And Jesus is the savior this morning and forever. Praise the name of the Lord. His name is Emmanuel. Not only is God for us, God is with us. You know, because you can be for something and not with that person. You can be for someone and not be with the person. A father can be for his wife and his children and his family. He works so hard. He's attending all the meetings. He's attending all the conferences. He's never at home with them. But he is for them because he pays their rent, he pays their school fees, he takes care of their accommodation, so they should be grateful that he is for them. But he's not with them. But God is not only for us, God is with us. Praise the name of the Lord. God is with us. In John 14, 89, Philip said, this quest of looking for God has been on for a while. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and it will be sufficient for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Imagine how shocked Philip would have been. Jesus said, don't you know me, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen who? The Father. If you want to know the Father, Jesus said, look at me. Look at Jesus if you want to know the Father. And this is love. That God is a person and not a power. God is a person, not a power. A lot of us can relate to God as some power, some force that can do stuff. No, God has power. But God is a person. And that is comforting. It means I can know him, I can 
grow in my relationship with him, I can relate with him. I can talk to him. He can talk to me. This means I can, I can know him personally. Everybody say personally. In John 3, 1, John 3, 1, the word of God says in John 3, 1, that see how very much the Father loves us. He calls us his own children. That is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know God. That is love. That I, Olufemi Munein, can be called a child of God. That is amazing. That's totally amazing. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is what? That is love. That is love right there. That you can be called a child of God if you have put your faith in Christ. If you haven't, that you will, as this service progresses, be called a child of God. It's amazing. That is love. And God is not about judging us. You know, some of us are afraid when we think about God because we, we think judgment. No. In fact, in John 3 that we read in verse, verse 18, John 3, verse 18, the word of God says, there is no judgment. Everybody say no judgment. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Say after me, there is no judgment against me. Say there is no judgment against Femi Monet. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged. You see, God is saying, if, if you don't follow Jesus, it's not that God is judging you. You are under judgment already. When you follow Jesus, you are coming out of judgment. And I round up my sermon with a story. Because we still have to do marital vows. I see some single men with red tie. This is not the wedding ceremony, even if you have a spouse. What are you doing with red tie? Anyway, let me mind my business. <laughs> not my business, really. Now, uh, what did I say? Where was I? Story. I want to end with a story. The popular story, my wife has corrected me. You know, it's good to have a wife that will set you straight when you get things wrong. <laughs> so she's corrected my story to the correct version. I told them, the f not the fake version, really, the first service, but not too accurate. There was this pastor, an old man, He invited a guest minister to preach at his church. And the guest minister came up. Younger man, much younger man, and said he wants to tell them a story. And the story goes thus that there was a man that had a son, an only son. The man was a believer. 
he was saved. And his son was also saved, a believer. But the son had a friend, and the friend was not saved. But of course, they loved the friend regardless of the fact that he wasn't saved. So they went fishing together. And as they were fishing, there was a storm. The boat capsized. The father could swim proficiently, but the two boys couldn't swim. His son couldn't swim. His friend couldn't swim. And he couldn't save two people swimming. So he needed to choose one. He needed to choose either his son, his heart went out to his son. Or he could choose his friend's son. I won't ask you which one you will choose. But the man looked at the son and they both looked at themselves. And they both knew. And the father said to the son, I'll see you on the other side. Because he knew that his son was going to heaven. And he saved his son's friend. Of course, by the time he got back, the son was gone. And his sorrow was so deep, it was inconsolable. And while he was telling the story, there were people in the church that were thinking, Oh, Fabu. Fabu means, who can do that? And the young man said, I know there are some of you that are full of that. It's a true life story. He said, I am the young man. And your pastor was the father. The pastor came forward. He let his son go. Because he knew the eternal destiny of his son. He saved his friend. The friend of the son. Because he wasn't sure of his eternal destiny. And that son responded to God as a result. And he's preaching the gospel. God has given his son up for you and I. What will be your response? Let's bow down our hearts. Let's bow down our heads. You want to respond to this call? Some of us, we are saved. Why did you just go ahead and thank God? You know, the appreciation that he gave up his own son. The appreciation that he gave up his own son. But you are here, you are not saved. And it has dawned on you that, wow, this is love. This is love. I say, Pastor, please pray with me. Oh, you're saying, no, I used to be saved, but I'm far from God even right now. I'm seated here, I'm far from God. 
Pastor, please pray with me. I need to come back home. I don't need you to come forward, but this Christmas day of 2013 can go down in your history as the day that you turn your life around. That is me, Pastor, wherever you are seated. Put up your hand now over your head and I'll pray with you. Quickly. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put up your hand well. Well. Not just over your head. Not just on your head. Over your head. Thank you, Lord. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling on what to do. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Flip up that hand. And we'll pray together. Those of us that are saved, why don't we just talk to God? Thank you for giving me Jesus to die in my place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Give you praise and glory, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.